The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Lighten Radio with your host, Jay-Z Bown. Are you ready to see what you have in store for yourself? In this program, we'll help you make the incredible transformation into the person who gets to live their fullest potential, plus share life skills, tips, and experiences that Jay-Z has learned as an intuitive. Now, let's get started. Here is Jay-Z Bown. It's a pleasure to connect with you today. I'm Jay-Z Bown, and later in the show, I'll be joined by Lawrence Mayles, founder and steward of A Small Species Sanctuary, who will help us expand our consciousness of nature. But before we do, I want to talk about how to expand your consciousness to bring about a life more in alignment with your authentic self. Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. The subconscious and what Jung is referring as the unconscious here refers to a part of your psyche that you're not consciously aware of. They are repressed aspects of yourself. For an average person at this time, it's thought that 10% of a person's psyche is in their consciousness, meaning they are aware of 10%, and the remaining 90% resides in the subconscious. Our conscious psyche is a small tip of a vast pyramid. Scientists have speculated that the subconscious mind is about one million times greater than the conscious mind. That is significantly more. We use a pea-sized portion of our brain, but we could be using so much more. The mind is not the brain. The brain is a physical processor for the mind. Intuitive thought and Brain neuron synapse are separate, yet they're also co-joined. In the same way, our spirit is separate and yet co-joined to the physical body. The mind is not stuck in the physical. Thought is not physical. It exists outside of the physical plane. Your consciousness leaves with you when your body dies. It is why when people astral project, they are conscious of leaving their body. Uh, Astral projection is a phenomenon commonly associated with, but not at all limited to, near-death experiences. And I do plan on having an episode on near-death experiences because they're really awesome. Uh, And I've got lots of information to share about, you know, what happens after this life. Um, So um, your consciousness isn't developed as the physical body develops because it existed before you entered your physical body. And you'll take it with you when your body dies. If you have had a number of lifetimes on Earth, you'll already know how to do things or pick things up easy. Those who are new to the planet have a harder time learning how things work and how to get things to work here. The uh, first step to expanding your consciousness is to open your mind to the possibility that there could be more. Um, So what you've been taught in this lifetime from schools, parents, those you love and admire, 
And what most people think has to be transcended. Suspend what you have been taught and allow for something different. If you do not, you're succumbing to limitations and, and actually choosing to be a sheeple. A sheeple is a term for a person, it's not, not a particularly nice term, but it's a term for a person who is consciously asleep and following the herd following what others are doing, what others are uh, thinking and saying and buying into the idea that what, you know, the group is doing is normal and or healthy uh, rather than taking intuitive action for their own responsibility. Due to the asleep nature of this sheeple level of consciousness, it makes a person most vulnerable to brainwashing, manipulation, having the wool pulled over their eyes, accepting and experiencing fear and being controlled. Feel within what resonates as truth for you, including listening to this radio show. Take what resonates and leave what does not. Accept and allow what you feel as truth rather than what other people are saying, thinking and doing. Uh, are, are you ready to go to the next level? You have everything you need in the moment. Every choice you make, every situation you find yourself are all opportunities to expand your consciousness and to ascend. Uh, you have everything you need right now. Everything is on your plate. Once you open that door, you, you start walking your own path and you make the conscious aware of the subconscious by just paying attention. You will create more opportunities more positivity and um, actually you also create opportunities to feel uncomfortable because changing yourself transcending and transforming is often uncomfortable because the subconscious starts freaking out as the blocks programs and beliefs that are buried in the subconscious um, the feelings and all these beliefs and programs are triggered or activated. That uncomfortable feeling and the challenges that arise in your life are all your opportunities to discover yourself and opportunities to heal yourself. Um, what a lot of sheeple do is they have a challenge and they run, they head for the heels. It doesn't feel good. Ooh, let's get away from this. Um, but, you know, when you're when you step in and, and you, you know, you're like, yeah, I'm going to use my willpower here and I'm going to conjure up the courage and I'm going to face my fears. Um, your fears are the scariest thing you'll ever face. They're the scariest thing that exists for you. And when you face them, you, you're transcending and transforming them and you'll discover your limitlessness uh, because if you have the intention to transcend and transform, if you really, really do deeply hold that intention, you do have the power. It will naturally, the universe will support you in um, helping you overcome these challenges and bring to you people, information, situations that will be keys and clues to help you overcoming them. If you run the other way, that's not good because <laughs> uh, it can come back in uh, perhaps a not as easy way as it's being presented to you right now. Becoming more conscious will make you more successful in every area of your life. And, uh, you know, success, by the way, is the ability to do things that bring you your greatest joy, that, that are your greatest joy and, and doing what you want when you want to do it. 
conscious determination, ego, and struggle are what some believe are the key to being successful. But I say the key is finding the subconscious limitations, such as limiting beliefs like, I'm not worthy of success. I can't have success because I'm a woman. I won't ever amount to anything, and so on. When this is what you believe subconsciously, it'll manifest for you or you'll be experiencing it in your life. Um, And, you know, you're going up against a power that's a million times stronger. Uh, Who do you think is going to win? The subconscious. As a medical intuitive, my job involves uncovering limiting beliefs, feelings, and programs. And trust me when I say your wildest dreams couldn't make up some of the stuff I uncover. It's a very interesting job, and I love love what I do because you never know what's going to happen next. Uh, To help you get the most out of your life, become the boss of your subconscious. Visualize it as a computer with programming. You want to give it clear direction, clear goals. Make sure its programming is in alignment and supportive for what you want. Discover the limitations and change them. Once you discover something, you can correct it, debug and reprogram. And do this as a maintenance for the rest of your life. Decide right now what you will pay attention to um, and that you will pay attention to your programming as you do this uh, process of discover, debug, reprogramming of your subconscious. You discover more of who you are. It just happens. Your truth, your your authentic self comes out and you remove the limitations and struggles. Most people sadly haven't yet discovered their innate gifts and skills. Many aren't sure what their intention for incarnating here is or what they truly intend to accomplish in this lifetime. This lifetime is a do-over one for me. It's um, it's very, very similar to one that I have had before where I did not transcend or pay attention to my inner work and I, I went the opposite way. I, I, it, you know, it wasn't pretty picture. So I had to come back into a lifetime, which is happens to be this one that was set up with the same situations and challenge and actu- challenges and actually even more challenges because my soul really wanted to make sure I'd get it this time and and overcome them. Uh, and I discovered this subconscious fear from a repetitive feeling of waking up in the mornings with a fear of having to come back to earth and have another lifetime. As I investigated, I discovered more about myself. You know, we don't get the luxury of ignoring our issues and never having to deal with them. They resurface and they typically come back more intense to encourage you to pay attention. It's like, oh, they didn't get it this time. Let's really make sure they get it (laughs) the next time. When we change who we are inside, we change our frequency, our, our, our whole energetic frequency. And when we change our frequency, the rest of the cosmos brings to us what is in most alignment with this new frequency. So changing what's inside, you'll change what's on the outside as a result. And we all have limiting beliefs, feelings and programs. You know, even a newborn baby has issues because of unresolved trauma from other lifetimes physical DNA programming inherited from the ancestors that aren't serving them and they have and are constantly absorbing the limitations of the people in their life and the consciousness of society as a whole. 
in the Western culture, our ancestors haven't made it a practice, certainly in, in the recent um, centuries, made it a practice to resolve their earth junk like other cultures, leaving us with even more work to do. In this lifetime, by coming into the physical plane, we've all taken on limitations and challenges, and I call it earth junk. In this lifetime, we have the opportunity to resolve all of it. Some people have decided to clear up some soul issues in this lifetime too. And these are deep, deep issues. These people will often have had challenging childhoods and will have the particular challenge as a running theme in their life. It keeps resurfacing because the make you know the soul's wanting you to figure it out but once you figure it out and you resolve it it no longer resurfaces it's done with it's complete and you get along you go along in your life without having this obstacle to deal with this block constantly coming and preventing you from moving forward the idea that people only live to 100 years old is a limiting group conscious belief in traditional Chinese medicine, which I have a background in, we were taught that the average life of a human being should be about 250 years old. But due to the many imbalances with humanity at this time period, our lifespan is significantly reduced. Um, and there are ascended masters who live to like 500, 700 years old. Once you reach an enlightened state, you are able to receive and allow the divine life force to run through you and recharge and regenerate your body rather than relying on sleep, food, and air. Once you clear all your limitations, the physical body goes into a, a stasis-type state of um, uh, yeah, just not needing to repair as much. Uh, so let's say you've cleared all your earth junk by about age 40. You could be 140 and look and feel like you're in your 50s. I read an interview with a 250-ish-year-old woman, and she said that it takes the average person about 100 years to resolve their stuff. But, you know, most people don't have that long, and they die way before that. They're their stuff got to them before they could resolve it and took their life and created illness and disharmony. Uh, so if something is wrong in or with your body, there is something wrong with you. If there is something wrong in your life, there is something wrong with you. Um, you know, there is a group conscious belief that, you know, people have that they think they're healthy or, or they judge their health on, you know, how how fit they are or something and it's it's not true it goes um across the many levels of you know we've got the physical body we've got the emotional body we've got the soul we've got the energetic body you know there's so many things going on so many so many programs running uh, in a session with a client, I intuitively connect to the highest and purest frequency of the all that is so that I know the information I'm receiving and working with is the divine rather than, you know, some spirit, Uncle Larry, say, having a laugh. Uh, I just, <clears throat> I ask what are the limiting beliefs and feelings or I will feel a part of the body and feel the feelings and beliefs that are being stored in the cells you know, I, I, I can even pick up ancestral beliefs and feelings and traumas that are held in certain parts of people's body. 
Um, or I'll intuitively scan the body and see information stored in a certain region when I find the origin of the limiting beliefs, feelings, or programs, which may be an ancestor or another lifetime or childhood events. It could be an obligation or a group conscious belief. I mean, there are a number of reasons. I then ask this divine frequency to change the limiting feelings, beliefs, or programs to new ones or obligations to be resolved or to teach the client the lessons they have been learning so they don't have to keep come back or keep creating the situations to keep learning them. Or, you know, I just instill certain feelings, feelings people haven't had before. Once instilled, the feeling can attract to that person um, an actual conscious experience of that feeling. Otherwise, it makes it so much harder to manifest feelings and experiences if you're completely void of them in your energy signature. I ask for and witness the changes um, and, you know, a lot of information can be discovered and resolved in, in a session. And I just witness. I, I ask the highest pure source by witnessing it becomes real in the physical plane because I'm real. Uh, so, for example, I'll witness some changes for anyone listening. And it doesn't matter if you're listening to the live recording or a future recording because the multidimensional realm is not linear or restricted in any way. Uh, if you'd like to have the following feelings and programs installed in your subconscious, say yes out loud or in your head. To have and to match your highest understanding, perspective, definition, and truth. To match the highest understanding, perspective, definition, and truth on making the conscious aware of the subconscious in the highest and best way. And to know what it feels like and how it feels to discover and change subconscious programming in the highest and best way and with ease, and, and say yes to receiving this. Um, and to have and to match the highest perspective, understanding, definition, and truth on what your highest and your fullest potential is for this lifetime, and why you chose to came, come to Earth, and what you intend to accomplish in this lifetime, and what it feels like and how it feels to discover and accomplish your life purpose and your highest potential for this lifetime and to know and to feel safe worthy and deserving and say yes if you agree to that and also say yes if you'd like to know what it feels like and how it feels in the highest and best way to face your fears limiting beliefs limiting feelings and limiting programs with courage self-compassion self-trust self-love patience strength faith, forgiveness and love, and how it feels to do this and to know that you're safe, worthy and deserving to do this. Mm, nice, that was a nice um, heart expansion I felt there. So um, we are going to be taking a short break and um, you're listening to Light and Radio with Jay-Z Bound on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Today's topic is making the conscious aware of the subconscious, and we're going to be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. 
Do you want to know more of who you are? Do you realize your fullest potential yet? Would you like to be living in alignment with your divine truth? Jay-Z Bound facilitates guidance, transformation, and activations for groups and individuals who are on a path of spiritual development and wanting to raise their energetic frequency. Visit jayzbound.com and sign up for a package or a session and embrace your transcendence and transformation. Does empowering yourself to treat yourself or others on the dimensions beyond the physical resonate with you? Learn Theta Healing or Intuitive Acupuncture with Jay-Z Bound. Intuitive Acupuncture is a class currently being developed by Jay-Z Bound for intuitives who would like to harness the powerful modality of acupuncture and for practitioners who are ready to work multidimensionally. Visit jzbound.com and register for a class today. Again, that's jzbown.com. Sit back, relax, breathe. Reconnect to the still, small voice within. Take the time to make a weekly visit to the Sounds of the Heart with host Sandy Goldstone. This unique program will help you cultivate and strengthen your heart's connection and feel love, beauty, and joy. You don't need to fear or suffer. Heed the call. Say yes to living from the heart's truth. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join the evolving consciousness of humanity. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Lighten Radio. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to jz at jzbound.com. That's jzbown.com. Now back to Lighten Radio. Welcome back. On last week's episode, I mentioned an experience of when a spirit had entered my physical body and it was animating me physically. I was completely conscious and I had the opportunity to just be an observer in my own body. I could animate any part of my body, but if this other consciousness decided to move me, I had no control and I was unable to have any effect even on what this other consciousness was doing with regards to my body movements. I had a friend help me walk a few paces at once uh, at one point because um, any unsuspecting moment, any part of my body or my whole body could be taken over. I was no longer in the driver's seat. I was completely conscious through the whole ordeal, which lasted about an hour or two. My physical body was shared by two main spirits, two main consciousnesses. And... um, You know, there was one point my whole body was being animated erratically and I was making vocal noises. You know, I posed the question, how am I able to breathe through all of this? Because I'd like to, you know, take quite a big lungful if if I was conscious, but I was denied that that conscious ability to breathe. Um, I observed how my mind was on my own. I observed how there was a, a disconnection between my mind and my body. Uh, and I observed the consciousness of my soul, my mind, and my body, and every single cell. They were all separate, uh, functioning independently, and yet co-joined. You know, still functioning as an integrated whole, being me, my whole body, my my being. 
This this experience really helped me see the separate parts of myself and my relationship to the all that is, uh, which is everything is separate but co-joined. And it helped me see the importance of integrating the being, um, you know, all the many aspects of, of being, of my being and other people's beings into one. Uh, I realized that my spirit was not fully integrated and grounded in my body. And I was living from my mind rather than my heart because the only way I actually managed, well, how I managed to regain control of my physical body was when I I focus my attention on my heart. Um, the heart area is where your spirit resides. It's here. Here, it's that is your home. It is your doorway to the all that is. Everyone has a spark of the divine in their heart. It is what gives us life in the physical body. And by making a practice of meditating on the heart area, you'll be practicing and mastering the art of still mind and connecting to more of who you are, your authentic you. You know, all living things, anything organic is made of life force energy, a spark of light. All life is a spark of light, a spark of the divine, and it is visible to those who become conscious of their senses beyond the physical senses. Every cell has a spirit. It is a soul and a spirit. It's why every cell is precious. (laughs) Every cell is a consciousness. Every cell is aware. Uh, Some beings or life forces are more aware than others, but it's all consciousness and it's all connected to the one which is a supreme consciousness, which is why, you know, an intuitive can go anywhere because you're just tapping into these other parts of consciousness, which is a part of yourself. You know, when you look at a tree, the millions of cells that comprise that tree have their own individual consciousness. And the tree, as a complete being, has a consciousness, just like humans. You know, trees communicate with each other, with all the trees, part impart their wisdom and knowledge to younger trees. Um, you know, it was an absolute crime when we, particularly in North America, we killed off our ancient trees because they they were, it's like killing off the, the uh, senior generation of humanity. Um, you know, even the land upon which a tree stands has an energetic vibration, which is felt by the surrounding consciousness and the planet Earth itself is a conscious being too, with its own soul, angels and guides. Uh, a tree is conscious of the land, of other life forms around it, such as other trees and plants, the creatures. It's conscious of you, your thoughts, your intentions, and your unique energy signature. You can have a conversation with a tree. You can have a conversation with all living things. It's not just a tree. I'm just using a tree as an example. Most living things are aware of and communicating with the consciousness around them and the cosmos. Cosmos. Humans, however, have been disconnected, but we're becoming reconnected and it helps to just be aware of this so you can become more in alignment and begin connecting again. Once you begin to use and develop and use your senses, you will have conversations with the other life forms that um, surround us. 
Um, you know, it, people who live in densely populated areas with little nature are often more isolated from having the opportunity of connecting to the greater whole because densely populated areas, there is less life forms. Uh, you know, there's a lot of human life forms, but less other life forms. Um, nature is just beaming with life and consciousness. Um, and it's created a serious problem in people's psyche called separatism, the perception that they are alone and separate and separated from other people and other beings, separate from nature, separate from earth, separate from the cosmos, separate from other dimensions, the multiverse. People have feelings of being unsupported, of being unable to relate to others, loneliness, confusion, depression. Uh, you know, resolve the separatism and you've got a completely different human. Um, the, you know, the amount of help and support we have on the planet is staggering. And most humans are close to it, not allowing, they're blocking. Um, I was shown in a deep meditative vision once that early on in creation or existence or creative all that is, we were, it was one being. And then it split itself apart in order to experience itself. See us all as a part of one being playing different roles, experiencing and expanding itself. When you begin to see yourself as one being, recognize that you're a part of a spark of the one. It will be a seed to healing this perspective of separatism within the many layers of you and all humanity. And and all, all life, all consciousness, we, we all have a speck of light within us. We're comprised of specks of light. And uh, on a side note, do not estimate what a speck of light can do, <laughs> accomplish and impact in the cosmos. The uh, consciousness of uh, the life force that's all around us, it connects to all things, every person. And everyone's completely competent and capable to consciously connect and interact with this life force. Everyone actually already is interacting with it, but most people are asleep, meaning unconscious to this innate awareness and feeling beyond this, this separatism self-idea. Which brings me to welcoming Lawrence Mayles, the founder of and steward of the Small Species Sanctuary on Gabrielle Island in BC, Canada. Welcome, Lawrence. Thank you. Can How you are you today? Me? Yeah, I can. I'm good. You can't hear me? I can hear you very clearly. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'm, it's a, I'm, a pleasure I'm, to have you on the show. Thank you. I enjoyed listening to what you've been saying. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd love to hear how, how all of this started, how you came to become the founder of a small species sanctuary, you know, how, how this all came about. Sure. Um, the, where it started was when I was a little kid. At the end of my street in Toronto was a ravine, and I used to spend all my spare time in the ravine. And Tarzan was my hero because... He took care of all the non-humans. He wasn't there to be a king, but to be a caretaker. And so when I moved out west to Vancouver, um, I, after living in Vancouver for several years, I just felt the need to be in nature, and I moved out to Gabriola with the original intent of just purchasing a small half-acre with a little house on it and do some writing. 
And then I, I couldn't find anything that called to me. And then there was an area here that had been logged, a total of about 150 acres divided into seven properties. And I walked on one of them, and I just I, I heard in my head where the ancestors are. And it was covered with scotch broom because it had been logged about 20 years ago. I came here about 12 years ago. And I just thought, hmm, it, it needs to be taken care of. Somebody needs to pull out the scotch broom by hand or cut it by hand and take care of this land rather than take from this land. It had been taken from plenty already. Can, so, I, can um, I just uh, ask you why, why you'd want to take out that Dutch broom? Oh, the, the scotch broom, there's a couple of reasons. One is it inhibits, it has a root hormone that inhibits the growth of all other plants around it. And um, it actually, there's a mold that grows on it, it because it's not endemic to this area. And that mold is actually becomes very toxic. It's like a black mold. So it, it pretty much, it's like a scab that forms on the land, but after a while, it's a scab that prevents all the other uh, natural plants that were here growing, and it doesn't really supply uh, any any uh, benefit to the rest of the, the land. So when I did remove it, which I did by hand... Um, all and and how long did that take you? <laughs> it took me about two and a half years, <laughs> because yeah. I ended up... It was a 10-acre property that I bought, but there was a property beside it that just seemed to fit right in. That property was 21 acres, and I still had enough money left over that I could either buy that property or build a house on the 10-acre. And I thought, what's more important, what's more valid, a, ten, a house for one man or buy the 21 acres and its habitat for all the other beings that live there, the birds, the bees, the butterflies, the trees, the rocks, the rain. So I thought, well, that's a no-brainer. I'll, I'll buy that land, and I'll just simply, with a little bit of money I had left, live in a trailer. So, um, it, well, in the process, I, I, well, all right, I should say my, my vision is that instead of considering the earth as a resource, you know, the, the rocks, the trees, the water, the air, the animals as resource, there are relatives. And we should engage in a dialogue with the divine, and the way to do it is to do sacred service. So it's ownership is what we think of now versus stewardship. So though my name is the human name that legally owns this land, I would like my name to be the last human name as the ownership, and instead the owners should be the birds, the bees, the trees, the rain that falls here, the wind that blows here, the rocks, the stones, the lizards, the salamanders, and there would be eventually, because I, 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 one day I'm going to pass on, I'm getting to be an elder now, I am an elder, I guess, um, one day it would be nice to have a, a core group of caretakers living here, uh, to create an ecological, educational community living in harmony, non-invasively, with the non-humans. And it could be self-sustaining so that it would be uh, an educational, ecological center for other humans. So um, 
it's uh, I'm kind of getting a little bit lost here as to where I'm going with this. Yeah, um, so Wait, now it. Yeah, tell sorry, us tell uh, us some of the work you've done on the on the land. Uh, okay, well, I, I've I noticed that because underneath the soil is is sandstone, and in some places during the rainy season, I would see where water would more or less it, the earth would become very very damp, uh, waterlogged. And so I dug with a shovel and a pick by hand so that, because there are little lizards and salamanders living all through here, by doing it by hand, I could very carefully go, ah, there's a lizard, and just move it, a li- grab it and move it aside. And I could dig little ponds so that there's water retention. So even in the summertime, some of the ponds are only like six inches deep and two feet in diameter, other ponds are like 20 feet long and 10 feet deep. And um, I did it so that, because the land is on a bit of a slope, so even in the summertime when things would dry up, one rain would fill up all these ponds, so it's water catchment and retention. A lot of people here on Gabriel are concerned about catching water, rainwater, for their own uh, purpose. But very few people think of catching the water so that the other creatures, the other beings that live here, have access to water. So, so I've created probably about 100 varying in size ponds, water catchments, and the birds drink from there, the butterflies drink from there, the salamanders and the frogs lay their eggs in there, and... Um, it's even where I would pile rocks when I'm moving things. I did it so that it would become, let's say, a little condominium for the, it's called the Western Alligator Lizard. There's little lizards that live live here. So the whole point was to create I, a... I remember you saying, because I've actually had the pleasure of being on this, uh, this land and visiting the small species sanctuary, and you've actually moved the rocks so they don't even wobble. In case, in case it crushes a creature underneath. Yeah, I built them so that they would be solid, so that they have little caves they can move through in there. Uh, for me personally, each each person like when I first bought wanted to buy this land, my realtor, who's a dear friend, he said, "Why do you want to buy that land? It's covered with Scotch broom. It'll take you a lifetime. You'll never remove that broom." And I thought, well, I'm physically active. I'll put on my heavy-duty knee pads, and I'll go out there with a pair of clippers and with a good pair of gloves, and if I can't pull the broom, I'll cut it. And um, and, and how old were I, you when, when you bought bought the land? How old was Cause, I? Because you just retired, now. had you not? Yeah, I'm 70 now. I bought it 12 years ago, so I was like 67, 68. Wow. Yeah, it, it was quite an endeavor, and I, I mean, it was a good way to put my good place to put my energy got mm-hmm. me in shape you know kept me in shape absolutely and, um, yeah yeah and and i you know i've visitors have come here you know the from the school and other people and i do open it, it is open i mean i would like to if it's all right with you you know um say that people could if they'd like to call up and come and visit you know or perhaps get involved because Quite truthfully, I am 70. I'm not going to be around forever. Um, who am I going to leave the land to? I don't have any children. It would be nice to take it to the next level, which would be 
a small community living. So is there a website that people can, can contact um, you the if they are interested is, in visiting or helping? There was a website called Small Species Sanctuary, but it was taken down just recently because we were going to re redo it, make it a little bit more. So the best way to get in touch is to simply either phone me or email me. Could I give my telephone number? Um, you know what? I'll get I'll get oh, the listeners to email me, and then I'll forward that oh, okay. on to you. Sure, yeah. that would be great. Yeah, um, I'm just trying. So I, I think of it as my sacred service, and rather than ownership, it's stewardship. Rather mm-hmm. than taking from the planet, it's caretaking of the planet. Yeah, and I noticed you've got some some fruit trees, um, a lovely apple tree and plum trees. Is it like a, a yeah, native yeah, there's plum? Some, there's um, it's called Indian plum it's, or Saskatoon berry. There's also hawthorn, little hawthorn thickets growing here. There's about I don't know at least fifty Gary oak from baby ones, like a couple feet tall to like twenty feet tall. It was logged. It wasn't clear-cut. It was logged rather conservatively, so, you know, there are arbutus here and that, and it's growing back quite well, especially now that the broom is gone. And and you don't take from the land. You don't take any of that fruit, and, no, you know, no. you don't dig up any of those trees. You just let it all be for the birds and and Yeah, the I ask everybody right? who comes walking here not to pick the berries, they're for the birds and, and not to take the stones. People used to like to come here and take the stones and take them back to the place to build it. The, the stones are the bones of the earth, you know, and they're habitat for the non-humans. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I don't take anything. I mean, I there's a grocery store. I can go to the grocery store. Unfortunately, I'm not a very good vegetable gardener, so I don't have a vegetable garden growing here. But I've also been rather busy doing other, you know, all the work on the land, so... And how much, how many hours a day or week does this take you to maintain this property? Uh, it doesn't take a lot of hours nowadays because it's pretty much been done. I did most of the work the first, I don't know, four years, you could say. First four or five years, first removing the broom and digging ponds. And um, now it's 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 basically just... Uh, Leaving it as it is to grow now by itself. What I would Great. love to um, do. I'm just going to interrupt you there for a mm-hmm. minute, Lawrence, because it's time for us to take a short break. Um, okay. You're listening to Leiden Radio with Jay-Z Bound. And when we come back, we're going to get to hear more from my guest, Lawrence Males, from the Small Species Sanctuary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to know more of who you are? Do you realize your fullest potential yet? Would you like to be living in alignment with your divine truth? Jay-Z Bound facilitates guidance, transformation, and activations for groups and individuals who are on a path of spiritual development and wanting to raise their energetic frequency. Visit jayzbound.com and sign up for a package or a session and embrace your transcendence and transformation. Does empowering yourself to treat yourself or others on the dimensions beyond the physical resonate with you? Learn Theta Healing or Intuitive Acupuncture with Jay-Z Bound. 
Intuitive acupuncture is a class currently being developed by Jay-Z Bound for intuitives who would like to harness the powerful modality of acupuncture and for practitioners who are ready to work multidimensionally. Visit jzbound.com and register for a class today. Again, that's jzbown.com. We are all searching for a deeper meaning in life. The possibility exists to create our life from the perspective of our true divine nature, where the experience of joy, love, abundance, freedom, and peace is our birthright. On the Inner Frontier, host Darlene Green presents a new topic every week with a high-frequency conversation to support a gentle revealing of the divine that is unique to you. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel for The Inner Frontier. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Lighten Radio. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to jz at jzbound.com. That's jzbown.com. Now back to Lighten Radio. We are with Lawrence Mayles, the founder of the Small Species Sanctuary, and today's topic is on consciousness. And um, you are about to tell us your next plans for for the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's basically uh, three projects. One is to plant deer-resistant herbs that would be beneficial for butterflies and bees, herbs such as lavender, rosemary, and thyme. Yeah, when I was there, that. you were saying that with with the um, chemtrails and all the 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 um, pesticides people are using, especially Roundup, it's killing mm-hmm. all all the insects. And so you had said at the time the um, monarch butterfly, I believe it was, is yes, becoming yes. extinct. <laughs> it used yeah, to be. And it so would be, it would be so nice to create. It's uh, kind of a. You know, to, to to not only have a safe place for them to come, but this is where they could have their food, you know, for butterflies and bees and... and um, Right, the so, other thing so, would... so there's a lot more consciousness going into, you know, how can we feed the creatures that are struggling right now? Mm-hmm, to enhance the, enhance the non-human habitat, not just, okay, I've pulled out the broom and now I'll just leave it, but what can I do to add here that will help the habitat. The other thing would be to plant other berry trees, you know, bushes and berry trees that the birds would be able to, you know, I have lots of friends who feed the birds in the wintertime, but they don't grow bushes that provide food for the birds, so that would be the next project. And these projects take a lot of, you know, man hours or human hours, and the other project would be to create, because right now I'm living in a trailer, it would be to create a, a series of cabins, one could say, caretaker cabins, so that long after I'm gone, there would be a human community here that would be composed of stewards to, to steward the land. So what kind and, of creatures do you get on the land? Um, um, well, there's deer. Lots of deer, I assume. There's lots of deer. 
there are raccoons, there are the, the lizards, the, la- the lavender lizards, the alligator lizards, the skinks, there are various types of salamanders, newts, a couple of types of frogs. Um, there are butterflies and moths that do come here. There are owls that live. Uh, I'm right next door to a 10-acre it's called the Petroglyph Park, and it's it's part of First Nations. And there's a big, big tall trees there, and the owls love living there. And then they come down here because there's lots of open land, so they come down and, and hunt the mice and the rodents. And um, let's see what else. Well, various kinds of birds. There's The eagles come here in the summer. The vultures are here. They come all the way up from Central and South America, and they're kind of like the... the the uh, janitors, the caretakers, they, they clean up everything, you know, if a deer dies or something like that dies. and they're quite right, So you're not really getting uh, at many other predators then, um, you know, the bears and the cougars? That no, there, there aren't any bears or cougars or, um, or wolves. Gabriel is, is it's pretty much one of the safest places in the world. There's no poisonous reptiles, no, no poisonous insects there's nothing really dangerous here it's Mm. it's quite a gabriola they call it the garden it's a beautiful gentle place that has access to to nanaimo to vancouver easy access by plane or by uh, water plane or um by boat ferry so it's 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 a it's a good area to live very nice and it's a i live in the south end it's in the south end very warm uh, and a lovely community here, and then there's the village where it's easy to, to what find. What I um, loved about your land was how it felt like stepping back in time because you had tended to the land and there wasn't, you know, the, all this human interference and, um, you know, things were thriving and, you know, yes, there there had been a lot of logging, but, you know, the the invasive... Dutch broom, you know, that was, that didn't used to be back in the day. And, you know, being next to that Petroglyph Park, it was like, um, you know, just stepping back into the era of when the First Nations did have the land. And yeah. there was more consciousness of, of everything. I'll tell you, in talking about First Nations, I just have a very interesting short little thing. When I first came here, I was... It was maybe the first month I was here. I was working right next to the Petroglyph Park, pulling out broom. And out of the Petroglyph Park walked two women. One was an elder and one was a young warrior woman. It, it was very magical. They walked up and... They were, were they real or spirit? Oh, they were, they were in flesh. They were flesh. Mm-hmm. They were very real. And the younger one said to me, you know who was here before the white man, and I said, yes, and I said, do you know who was here before the native? And they looked at me, and like, what do you mean? And I said, nature, and that's what I'm here for. And they went, good, and they turned around and walked away, and I felt that I was doing something sacred for the land, and that I had been Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I believe you are. It is very sacred, and that land is very special because you just go there, and it, it's you know it feels like a, a paradise. <laughs> you yeah, know, everything is just it's just so 
Oh, <laughs> I know it's, it's it's different different to just going out into the bush, where, you know where the everything is just fallen and laid, where you have consciously you know moved the rocks and you've you've changed things so that it's it's really supportive of all the life so much more. Yeah, people, it's kind of like in a way I'm an artist, but my art is working in the landscape to enhance it for the non-humans, and it's a beautiful place to come and meditate and just to walk along the paths. There's paths going all through it, and because it's surrounded, bounded on the other uh, two sides by large properties, 22-acre properties, then going off into 400-acre government uh, forest and a 300-acre sheep farm, which is mostly forest, it's, it's, one never sees a light at night, and unless I leave the property, I never see anybody. So it's, it's a very special, it's a very gentle land. I have never once felt any kind of dark energy here. It, it really does feel like it was always meant to be a sanctuary, and I've just simply come along and done some service here and just helping it and and, and, it and nice. thank you for your service because and thank you for speaking to us and and enlightening us with all your work um thank you for appreciating jay-z what i'm doing thank you yeah me. and uh thank you so much for coming on the show i'd like thanks to um yep yeah, go ahead yeah Lawrence. thanks for having me and if anyone's interested please get in touch with jay-z and and she'll connect us yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to, um, before we leave the show today, um, give people some quick tips on becoming more conscious of the um, the subconscious. So one, and these these are these are tips everyone can do because you know obviously seeing a profession proficient theta healer, medical intuitive, or practitioner whose line of work it is to help resolve these things is best. Um, and then, of course, taking a workshop, um, or, you know, a fading cleaning class, something that resonates with you that teaches you how to recognize and resolve your subconscious programming is great. But, um, you know, there's five steps everyone, everyone can do to just start being conscious of their, their subconscious. And one is get clear about your intentions, where energy goes, energy flows. And... Um, Take control of your ego. Start identifying the authentic you and start identifying with that person, you know, the one without the issues. You know, and don't put yourself down for having them. That's also an egoic trait. And three, diagnose yourself. Spend time with analyzing the feelings objectively without judgment and with compassion for yourself. Um, you know, there... There are a number of number of tools to, to do this, which I, I may cover in future episodes. Four is, you know, make, make an agreement with yourself to work it out, to work, work all of this out. And like I said, you know, start with intention. Intention is the very first step to taking action. Um, uh, step five, learn new feelings and beliefs. And you can just use other people as examples so, you know, I, I gave you the, the, um, my way of, you know, installing them from that divine source. But you can also pick them up from just looking how other people have made it, who, who, who didn't have the blocks, who were successful, and tapping into them. 
And, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes we need help. Sometimes things are simple fixes. But, um, you know, th- they can be deep, multi-layered or complicated and never at any point get frustrated, give up or lose compassion with yourself. Have courage, patience, ca- courage, uh, compassion and persistence. And, um, yeah, just, just love yourself and love more of you. And, you know, as you become more conscious, you realize how big you are and how limitless you are. And I just, I just love for everybody to, to realize, realize their limitlessness and step into that. And, uh, you know, thanks again, Lawrence, for coming on the show and sharing your insight and perspective. It's been quite lovely and uplifting to hear your, uh, your contributions to the land. And um, it certainly made me more considerate of the life forms around me and, and the nature. You know, I actually, until I visited your sanctuary, I didn't realize how much was around me. Um, so if you have any questions you'd like me to answer on a future show, please write in to jz at jzbound.com. And if you want to contact Lawrence, I'll um, forward your email to him. And uh, thanks again for connecting with me on Light and Radio. I hope you've taken away some tools and um, will use them to enhance and benefit your life to help you shine a little more brighter. In uh, next week's episode, I'll be providing some tips on how to make the conscious aware of the subconscious and be joined by dream expert Sky Fowler, who will hopefully provide us with some tips on communicating with our subconscious through the dreams. We're all creator gods. Every one of us creates by being. It's as simple as that. Um, What are you doing in being? Are you full of love or are you fearful? Your fearful contributions to life bring confrontation, unhappiness, weakness, and so forth, and are fuel for separatism. Your loving contributions bring growth, life, prosperity, harmony, and so forth, and inspire the whole. Remember, it is you who decides how bright to shine your light by taking responsibility for your intentions and your actions. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Lighten Radio. Please join your host, Jay-Z Bound, for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Become your best you this week.